All right, welcome back to another episode of Quarantinema or Quarantinema. We're still working on the name. You know, why don't you tell us what you think? Leave a comment on one of our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. All right. <laughs> uh, so we got a special episode uh, today. Uh, we're actually, we actually have an in-studio guest. That's right. We do have a studio, which is also known as my apartment, uh, which is also known as our apartment. Uh, today we have uh, little Brenna on the show. Brenna, my my lovely girlfriend slash roommate. Uh, Brenna, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> she she really radiates charisma. This one, this is gonna this is gonna be great. <laughs> um, hope everyone's doing well. Uh, at the time of this recording, uh, things are still not awesome. Uh, but every now and then, we're trying to just get a little better kind of take that as we go here. So hope you're all doing well. Uh, thanks for tuning in. All right. So uh, today we have a, a classic on our hands. At least I think it's a classic. Uh, we're actually kicking off our American trilogy, uh, so to speak. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, American Beauty, uh, directed by Sam Mendes, written by Alan Ball, starring Kevin Spacey and Ned Bedding. Uh, a lot of you guys have seen this movie before. Brenna actually hadn't uh, before our viewing of this movie so we'll get her take on what she thinks and that's a true fact thank you yes yes it is all right why don't we just get into the, uh, the movie here uh so leading off brenna what'd you think i thought it was good i understand what they like were trying to do but uh i think i'm just gonna get right and be honest Get, get it get be honest with um, it. Get, be honest. just anything now with kevin spacey just adds this whole extra layer of creepiness and i just couldn't get it out of my head it does uh, i i he's kind of creepy like in the movie before that but now like it's just a whole nother level yeah, ever since like everything came out about him and just makes it seem a little weirder i'll get more into that later because i have some facts that are gonna blow blow brenna's mind no uh, pun intended because the end of the movie Oh, okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> it came out in 1999. Yeah, yeah. We're past the... Yeah, this movie's tw uh, 21. Right? Yeah. Good, good for you, American Beauty. We can le legally drink now. Um, yeah, obviously, this was a, this movie was a big deal uh, when it came out. It won five Oscars. It was nominated for eight. One Best Picture, Best Director for Sam Mendes, uh, Best Screenplay, Alan Ball. Kevin Spacey won Best Actor and uh, won Best Cinematography as well. So despite, I, and I, I do agree what you said about Kevin Spacey, I still think that this is one of, I, I think this is his best movie. I think this is one of the great acting performances of the last 20, 30 years or so. And I, I think this is a near perfect movie. There's just so much... It's just so good. The script is so good. The acting is so good. Uh, you know, they made everything really easy for Sam Mendes, who, if you look at his uh, filmography, he's got more. He's tends to he does a lot of action movies. Uh, he's done 1917, Skyfall, Inspector, and the James Bond series, Jarhead. Uh, but then every once in a while, he turns out one of these uh, kind of lighthearted things, like Away We Go, uh, which we'll actually be talking about soon, uh, relatively soon. We're getting. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, we maybe we'll watch it again if you uh, if if you don't suck, maybe we'll talk. Maybe we'll do another one of these. Who knows? Oh, jeez, now the pressure's on. Oh, jeez, but yeah, I just think this is a it's the it's one of the best scripts ever written. Um, and I'll talk 
a little bit more about that uh, in the did you knows here. I got a fun fact for you. Uh, but the writer, Alan Ball. I yeah. like him <laughs> uh, because one of my favorite TV shows ever is Six Feet Under. And I think he's a really good writer. So I'm happy he wrote it. And yep. he won an Oscar. Yep, he yep he did Six Feet Under. Uh, he also did True Blood as his follow up. He did uh, he did a show called Here and Now. I believe Tim Robbins was in it. Um, I think it only lasted one season. Didn't really get the picked up. Yeah, if did, you will. yeah. Didn't really get. Didn't really have stand much of a chance. Uh, he's got a, a movie coming out. Although, who knows when movies are actually going to be coming out now? I feel like that like everything going on right now is just halted production on everything. So so true, Connor. So true. So. <laughs> Yeah, like there very well could not be like movies for like a year, <laughs> which is which is going to be weird uh, to think about. At least nothing that they can't just churn out quickly. Uh, but uh, he is slated to make his uh, directional debut. Uh, he's got a movie coming out called "I Dream of Gene," which is about a, a man who finds Aladdin's lamp and summons a genie. It's not Aladdin, but it's like a guy in like modern America found a lamp and gets a genie. I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, no names attached to it as far as a cast or anything, but it sounds like an interesting concept, and Alan Ball's clearly a great writer, so. Okay, so every all jokes aside uh, about Kevin Spacey and whatnot, what, like, what, what do you think of the actual movie itself? I thought it was good. I liked how it, I don't really know how to describe it. It's like, I felt like it just had a um, an unsettling feeling, like, throughout the whole movie which I think was kind of the point um and like with the next door neighbor and the dad um I thought I don't know I just feel like it it had a lot of layers to it there was like a lot of like storylines that were happening that didn't quite put into words if that makes any sense I was kind of like I made a note about it I kind of thought that and I've never really looked at it this way but so the very from the very opening monologue of the movie we know Kevin Spacey's character is going to die. Yeah. Um, so then it kind like one way to kind of look at the movie is like it makes it sort of like a reverse murder mystery mm. almost. Like you're you're almost like you know he's gonna die, which is kind of like who's gonna do it. And like for so long you're led on to believe um Annette Betting, who's awesome in this movie. Uh, but she's absolutely incredible in this movie. I, you know, you spend the entire time thinking it's gonna be her. Uh, that does it, but then you got all this stuff with the creepy neighbor and her uh, his daughter hates him and stuff like that. And the I, I remember the first time I saw this. Now you didn't ha- really have this reaction that I did, but the first time I saw, I did not see the twist with um, Chris Cooper's character being. I gay saw it. Or, I saw it from a mile away. Yeah, I I never saw it coming. And now, like, look, like ha- I've seen this movie, I don't know, a dozen times. Uh, and I just, every time I watch it, I just keep thinking to myself, how did I not see that coming? <laughs> because it's so obvious. But I think the first time I watched it, I was like, I think I was a sophomore or junior in high school. We watched it in one of my, uh, we watched it in a uh, a class. It, w- it was a high school film class called Real Life. Real R-E-E-L. Nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh that was yeah. So that was the first time I I saw it and I loved it. I did not see that coming. I didn't see killing coming at all because at that point, like I I had almost forgotten that he was going to die in the first place. Um, and meanwhile, like you spend really the, like fifteen twenty minutes of like cutaways to Annette Benning like carrying a gun and stuff yeah. like that. So I was taken aback when the little girl from Hocus Pocus, which is the daughter, <laughs> and we see her yabos. <laughs> 
<laughs> we do we do see jobs. Uh yeah, that's Thor Birch. Uh, we're, we're talking about little girl from Hocus Pocus. Kind of true bare. fans will know. Yes, only only the true fans will know. I it's Hocus Pocus is one of the, one of those movies where I don't remember if I've seen it all. Like well, we have time on our hands. Baby. We have plenty of time, but oh, we don't have a copy. Oh, boo hoo. <laughs> I'm sure we can find a way. It's probably on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, like I'm sure I watch. Actually, it probably is. Um, I like I know I've seen Hope Spokes at some point, but like if you ask me to tell you the plot or like what happens or anything like that, I I can't tell you anything yeah. about it. I wish in the movie we got to know more about Allison Janney's character. Yeah. Um. Well, I also have to say her makeup job and making her look old. They just they didn't they didn't hit the nail on the hammer with that part. I will I say like- that. I'm I'm kind of curious that like uh, I'll do some IMDbing right now, but like they so if you haven't seen the movie, they make Alice and Janney look pretty old in this movie, and this was 21 years ago. She looks way better today than she did then. But I mean, like you know, Alice. I, and know, Janney, I Alice think and, they were just trying to make her look old, and she wasn't. So it's like yeah, it didn't necessarily play as well. I also wish she, she just like had a bigger role like she's barely like she's barely in the movie and she's this amazing actress now granted this is 21 years ago so well i and i know obviously it ties into the husband being over like compensating with everything going on um but like is she on drugs is she men- mentally ill like there's no. just so much there that we didn't get answers no. connor so, 19, 1959, November 19, 1959, that makes her 61, I believe. 60 or 60. No, she, she's 60 right now. She'll turn 61 in November. So, she looks great for 61. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. Um, now, she, she's actually one of my favorite actresses today. Uh, I remember when we saw I, Tanya for the first time a couple years ago, she dominated that movie. She's so She good. got nominated... And she won? won. Yeah, she won. Yeah. Uh, I think she's I think she was not yeah, she was nominated for uh that and she also got nominated for uh, for an Emmy uh the same year for Mom, I think. Um I would I think you're right. Is Mom good? I, I I've never met anyone who's watched it. <laughs> I think it's one of those shows like The Big Bang Theory where it's just on and there's just like that in middle of America that just watches it because yeah. it's safe and the whole family can watch it yeah and it's not gonna rock the boat yeah and, and you probably chuckle a few times probably anna faris big fan i like uh, anna faris i'm still hoping her and chris pratt get back together i don't think well chris pratt's married yeah i know he's i know married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter i know now i know all these things i'm still holding out <laughs> but anyway so uh the cast that's something else i wanted to get into real quick this is one of the it's stacked, I, some might say. Some might say. I think it's one of the best casts of all time. Uh, definitely, as far as like the ensemble uh, performance it is, like Kevin Spacey, top of his game. Annette Benning, amazing. Uh, Chris Cooper, uh, you got, if you don't know him, you could, uh, he won an Oscar for Adaptation. Uh, he's, you've seen him in Homecoming, The Patriot, The Town, Jarhead, another Sam Mendes movie. Uh, the Bourne franchise, he's a, he's, he's a great, great character actor. Uh, who's perfect in Wait, this movie. which one was Chris Cooper in the movie? The Neighbor's Dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes, yeah, and The yeah, Neighbor's yeah. played by Wes Bentley, who... He was so creepy. He's super creepy. He's got those eyes. Piercing. 
<laughs> like he like he doesn't he could have not opened his mouth for the entire movie and he would have been just as creepy but but he did so he was way creepier uh you have you also had thor birch as jane uh their daughter she was she was good uh i don't she she's probably my least favorite character in there it's just but. it's a lot of teen angst Yes, a lot, a lot of teen angst. I think they all do a great job. Um, her friend, uh, Mina Savari. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I've seen her in anything else. I know she's in American Horror Story. She was like Pie. the hot girl in a, like a bunch of like '90s movies, and then was she? Yeah, well, like American American Pie. I was. She, I'm pretty sure she's in all of the was American she just Pie like, movies. Is she just like in it, or no? She... She's like lines. I remember her face from childhood like of her being like the hot blonde an american beauty some might say <laughs> well played thank well you played. uh it's also got a cameo from john cho at the beginning from harold yeah from harold and kumar uh, we'll be talking about that movie a little down the road where we got several movies to go uh, before we get there and peter gallagher you can't forget those eyebrows oh uh, yes peter gallagher from mr deeds uh i know him more from the oc I never watched the OC. Well, you certainly missed out. I did. I did. But yeah, so uh, one of the things, uh, one of the things I love about this movie is that it's really good at like it's it it is a dark movie. Like yeah, uh, between just like what the characters are going through and how they shot it and subject matter and all that stuff. Like it is a dark movie, and but it's funny. Yeah, like, it's there's very few movies that can kind of like balance this you know, this dark material and then have it also be as laugh out loud funny as it is. And then at the end when the you find out that like the best friend who acts like she's all confident and a slut and realize that she's actually a virgin, you realize how much of a child she really is and in, in, in the innocence and stuff like that. So Yeah. <laughs> I just love this is a good movie to go back and rewatch. Like I, I, I mentioned it before, but like Chris Cooper's character completely did not see the gay stuff leading into it. But in hindsight, super, super obvious. Mina Savari's character, yeah, like she, like I didn't see that coming the first time I saw it. And again, you watch it a, uh, a few more times, it see everything just seems a little more obvious. It's just like the overcompensating. Yeah, it's a it's with the dad, and then also her talking about hooking up with all these guys so so much. Yeah, yeah. All right, so a lot of you have seen the actual movie before. Uh, I. Would absolutely recommend it. It's 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 a classic in my opinion. Maybe not so much Brenna's, but it's a classic in mine. So I thought, I'm happy I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a great movie. So uh, you know, we'll leave the actual viewing on it, of it uh, up to you guys. Uh, we're gonna get into the did you knows here. Uh, we got a couple for you today, Brenna. This one's really gonna make you mad. Oh no. <laughs> um. So uh, be forewarned. All right. So the did you knows? We always go through IMDb and uh, just check out some of the did you know sections on there and. Uh, just kind of give our takes on those. Uh, so here's the, our first one. Since Thor Birch was barely 17 years old at the time she made the film, and this classified as a minor in the United States, her parents had to approve her brief topless scene in the movie, and they and child labor representatives were both on set for the shooting of it. Thor Birch is your, I know. Girl, your girl from Hocus Pocus. So basically, she was a minor when they shot... When she when I mean when she dumped out her yabos as you said. <laughs> it was tasteful. It, it wasn't like yes. she had she wasn't like in a sex scene or something at seventeen years old. Like she literally just 
unbuttoned her top or yeah. whatever and exposed her yabos. I don't know. I feel like the whole team is on board. It was, to me, it wasn't like spring break flashing people. True. True. Um, it was tasteful. I just thought it was like, can you imagine like how awkward that's just, oh, that yeah. just has to be for everybody on board? Um, I'm sure they probably did like a limited set. I'm sure they like made it very fine. So I actually, so I've heard this fact before and I always thought it was about, um, uh, Mina Savari, not Thor Birch. So, and with a character like hers, I was like, why the hell, like, would you ever, like, would a parent ever let their kid take that role if you're just, like, actively, like, doing all stuff and then you have to have a sex scene with Kevin Spacey, which, in hindsight, is even creepier. Oh, yeah. But uh, but I, I guess they're able to get around. That's not as big a deal as what for because I was incorrect. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, uh, did you know, executive producer Steven Spielberg read the script on a Saturday night when he arrived at DreamWorks offices the following Monday morning, he said, let's make this movie and let's not change a word. So it kind of echoes what I was talking about earlier. This is a perfect screenplay. And apparently this was the first draft of the screenplay. That That's actually, wild. Yeah. And like everything, just like all the characters get n- nobody. There's the only character that like I want to see more out of was Alice and Janie's character. But. I, I almost don't care because mm-hmm. everything else, like the story's so tightly wound and like it never kind of like lulls at any point. It's a perfectly paced story that's not this like big flashy like blockbuster. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a modern American yeah tale. It's like you strive so hard for the American dream, but then everyone like loses their shit. Yeah, yeah, and like it's not like it's a it's a it's not this crazy concept. Like, that's never been done before, and it's been done many times since. Like, it's the idea of losing our identity and then trying to rediscover it somehow, some way. There's hundreds of movies about this kind of stuff, but I just don't think it's ever been done so well with such, like, a wide variety of characters. And, and, the, and the performances make it, you know, that much better that's true. as well. So I mean, have you seen Shrek 3? Not, 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 it's been a, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, another did you know for you? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Seth Green both auditioned for the role of Ricky Fitz. Ricky was the neighbor, played by Russ Bentley. Jake Gyllenhaal, maybe, because he does have those baby blues. Yes. Seth Green, uh, he, to me, this is probably same time as uh, Austin Powers. and this, Yeah. Same time as Austin Powers, and probably the same time of him being really famous on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, to me, I feel like he's only seen as, like, that teeny bopper. He's, like, it's weird because the, so, like, Wes Bentley, like, is, like, he's a good-looking dude. And, you know, he's kind of, like, He has that chiseled jawline. Yeah, like, I mean, it's not really a role that, like, you need, like, a more traditional, like, good-looking guy for. Like, I think the fact that, like, he has, like, the eyes the way he has them. It kind of like plays into creepy, but like, I can't, <laughs> I, I can never picture Seth Green doing something like this. No. And I think Seth Green can play the, a creepy person, but not mysterious, if that makes well, sense. Yeah. When I, yes. Yes. When I think of like Seth Green being creepy, like I think of like his character on that 70s show, who's always like. Like creepy, like yeah, a creep, like, like yeah, trying yeah. to hit on girls. <laughs> yeah. Like he'll like lurk in the bushes and then just like pop out. Yeah. But he's not funny. mysterious. Yeah. No, the. And he's a redhead. Hey, you're a redhead. <laughs> I come from a long line of redheads, but I'm not creepy. 
Uh, and our last fun fact, uh, I threw this one in there because I knew you'd like it. Uh, the Spartanettes dance routine in the movie was choreographed by none other than Paula Abdul. I feel like Paula Abdul just doesn't get enough credit for her career. She had that one hit. I don't know. The, I don't even really remember it. I just know she had one hit and she choreographed a ton of things. Dances is the word for that. Do, can you, and, other than this movie, can you name any of the dancers you choreographed? She doesn't get enough credit. She's got that one song that I don't remember. She's got all these dances that I don't remember. She choreographed probably something from the 90s. So that wasn't a wrong fact. When would she have been? She used American to be a Laker Idol, girl, right? And then she was on American Idol Judge. Well, yeah, I know. But like, um, when was she a Laker girl? I don't know. Was 80s. that 80s, 90s? Because if it was the 80s, that was, that was the time to do it. That was the Showtime Lakers. 80s, baby. 80s, baby. All right, uh, final thoughts. Uh, Brenna, any My final thoughts, I'm happy I saw it. Um, I feel like I'm more educated in my movie department. And I I understand, like, what the hype is about. I just, it's not a movie I could definitely, like, rewatch a bunch of times. I've seen it. All right, that's cool. Move on to the next one. All yeah, right, well, yeah, I've, I, I've, just to echo, like, what I've said earlier, like, I think it's a, it's this it's a perfect script uh it's amazing acting uh it's not the best it's not the best movie i've ever seen like especially like it's fun to rewatch every now and then but it's not something you can just watch like over and over and over again yeah um, you don't watch it and it makes you feel good yeah so. yeah like there's like there's some movies where it's like if it comes on tv and like, I, I, if I see it's on TV, like, I'm dropping everything I'm doing. Like, this is what I'm doing for the rest of the day. Like, like if Braveheart comes on TV, like, see ya. Like, I'm, like, cancel my plans. Like, I'm watching Braveheart. Uh, this, I think it's, like, in that same tier as, like, movies that I think are as well done. But it's just not as rewatchable as some of those other hits. But... Anyway, uh, so let's get into our final segment. Uh, every show we rate the movie on a scale of one to five hazmats, uh, five being the best. Um, so Brenna, how many hazmats would you give American beauty? Three, three hazmats. I going, I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to give it four and a half. It's not, it's not a perfect movie. It's a perfect script, perfect performances, but I think there's just a little something that's keeping it from being a five. I don't, I don't want to hand out my first five. Like I, I've only been doing, a couple of these. I'm not going to hand in my first five to American Beauty, but uh, we might be coming up on my first five soon. Here. Maybe I take my back. Three and a half. Three and a half? Oh, wow. There's always room for improvement. All right. Well, look at us compromising. But that's, we what, do. that's what you got to do during quarantine. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, this, this has been an awesome show. Brenna, thank you for coming into the studio today. Doubt that you had a choice. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was a true honor. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have you back on the show here. Um, Anytime, other... you know where I live. <laughs> yeah, basically, I, I feel... So the first episode I recorded, the um, uh, the, the the quarantine episode, when we were in quarantine, I recorded it after you had gone to bed, and I did it in the living room, and you could, like, hear me. And I think I woke you up. It's true. Uh, yeah, so I start... So since then, I started recording these in the kitchen which is kind of like further away from our bedroom and i actually stand up when i do it now instead of sitting at a desk which is what we're doing now but like us uh on 
Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Quarantinema Pod uh, or Quarantinema, whatever uh, you know fits your fancy. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Wherever podcasts are available, you can find us there. Tell your friends. Give us a share. Uh, our next episode, uh, we're going to be diving into the second uh, episode of our American trilogy. We're going to be talking about American Gangster with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. Uh, that's going to be a very exciting one for me. I love that movie. Kind of in that same Braveheart tier where I can just st- drop whatever I'm doing and watch that movie. So uh, we're going to get more into that. Uh, in the meantime, again, like us on all social media pages. Thanks for stopping by. Follow me on Instagram, Brent Carney. <laughs> you can edit that part oh, out. I'm going to. <laughs>